it's all your fault. It's all entirely your fault. I you don't, got me riled up. I have no idea what I did you, to, to deserve you, it you, being my fault, but okay. <laughs> Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo. We know that you have a lot of options out there when it comes to Magento hosting, but we want you to give Mage Mojo a try. Not only do they have the fastest SLA at 15 minute response time in the entire industry, but they will also pay to get you back on your old host if you don't like it. We want to give you this special offer, and you can get the code to get that special offer in the middle of the show. Thanks to Mage Mojo for their continued support of Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex, the leader of tax technology solutions and services for corporations worldwide. They're a Magento premier partner trusted by over half of the Fortune 500. Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes. Visit them online today at vertexsmb.com. This podcast is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Better way to find a Magento developer for your next project or full-time hire. Welcome to Mage Talk, the Magento Community Podcast with over 160 episodes at this point. I'm Philip. <laughs> and I'm Kaylin, and I try to keep the, the train on the rails here at this, at this operation. He tries to keep the idiom on the straightened idiom. That's what he does. <laughs> I, try to, I try to keep my idiom straight. Uh, oh, my word. My, my volume's level. Um, I'll be honest, my, but, my uh, idiom curves to the left a little bit. I'll be honest, dude. Every single time. That, every you know what time. though? That might be um, actually the first within the first ten <laughs> seconds of the show. We have a show title. I don't think I've ever. I don't know if we've ever done that. That's. I'm, uh, dead. I'm dying. <laughs> the only thing funnier than that. Okay, so here's so here's the thing. I don't use Facebook very much. Yeah. So what I automatically <laughs> want to do whenever I see any picture on Facebook of like you or Brent, like Brent has the funniest pictures on Facebook. He does. I want to just post them to Twitter because they're hysterical. Right. And like that picture of you at Disneyland was hysterical with like the hat on and stuff. Yep. But because it, it, I'm not a big Facebook guy, I assume, is there an unwritten rule that you do not cross the Facebook Twitter barrier? Like, If, you if I wanted it on Twitter, I would have put it on Twitter. You would have put it on Twitter. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Because I've, I've crossed that barrier a few times. I, I almost tweeted your picture and then I was like, I, I think there's a rule. I think there's a rule here. So... <laughs> All that to say, um, that that was also. A I have to know no, now what you, what picture on Facebook did you find so hilarious that you needed to was, cross post it? It was the one where you were just smiling and you had this hat on and it, like it made your ears look big or something. Oh, I'll, thank you, well, thank you, Kaylin. <laughs> hey, you're you're practically like you're you're like the you're like the the, the symbol of of beauty. In, in the magenta, male beauty in the magenta community, so I get to rag on you. That's all literally the funniest thing you've ever said. You're like the you. What would what did the rocket like? Sexiest man alive. You're like the sexiest man alive in the magenta community. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, only by Brent, can we Brent please Peter. change the subject can to literally segue? anything? How about GDPR? <laughs> can we? Um, <laughs> okay, safe, safe move. Uh, right, yeah. No, come on. Before we get to GDPR, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant being. Jamie Foxx uh, is going to be the keynote speaker at Magento Imagine. <laughs> Zamaga. 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 That's pretty cool, man. He's, um, I didn't know to, I listened, there's a couple of really good, uh, po- or one really good podcast interview with Tim Ferriss where he just goes, it's really long form and in depth and, and nice. just such an incredibly talented person, not only music, but acting and, and business and, um, Dude. other stuff. And, and so, um, I, I think he's like a classically trained musician as well. And just oh, yeah. like, 
Unbelievable. So I, I actually, I think also on one of the podcasts I heard, they talked a little bit about his uh, eyewear brand. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, pre That's actually part of the reason why he's... Uh why he's going to be the, uh, what they're calling the marquee keynote this year. Oh, the marquee um, keynote. The marquee bad. keynote. Marquee Marquee keynote. Um, marquee uh, So yeah, his eyewear brand that he's like, you know, the celebrity, the main celebrity endorsee uh, of is a, is a low cost eyewear brand uh, called Prevervo and they're on Magento too. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, their website is on Magento too. So is he just, because I saw, is he just like a celebrity endorsing it? I, I thought for some reason he was involved in actually creating the brand or, or something like that. So according to, now that's a good question. Uh, according to everything that I know about this, which is almost nothing and me <laughs> Googling it. Um, as per you. Yeah. So on, on Forbes, there was an article about how he... Uh, he was approached after the brand was already sort of created and came on sometime around like before, just before their uh, June 1st launch. Uh, they launched on Amazon originally uh, and they were part of like the Amazon exclusives program. It's kind of an interesting thing. It's got a really weird sort of tie in to Brian Ling and future commerce. And cause Brian, oh, all really? roads lead back to Brian somehow um, on that true. podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so the Amazon exclusives program had the Prevervo brand for some time before they launched their own um, their own direct consumer store, and so that's I, I assume that with uh, <laughs> that with uh, Magento, imagine having their uh, presenting sponsor being Amazon, that they had some hand in in helping uh, connect the dots there. But I think uh, Jamie's become a big fan of the brand and some of the message behind the brand and. Um, and oh, nice. does have some, you know, sort of control or say in, in the brand now, but he's, he's, uh, what an incredible talent and a huge get. I'm really excited to see what happens. In yeah. Just, With just Jamie totally. Foxx. Oh <laughs> are you hearing the baby in the background? Not at all. Are you hearing okay, the baby cool. in the background? <laughs> tiny bit, but it's good. You're not thinking that. I thought maybe you're hearing it. Um, that, you know what? Right there. That sounded like, uh, one of those, uh, pharmaceutical commercials where it's like, it's, you know, uh, uh, most people experience symptoms such as hearing babies in the background and saying things like <laughs> Zomaga, you know, Prevervo may cause indeterminate. It's anyway, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, I think I'm probably mispronouncing Prevervo. It could be Prevox. It's a very, di- I mean, it, it's, there's literally no telling how it's pronounced yeah. from, from the spelling right. of it. So Pre-re-vox. one could be <laughs> One can be forgiven. Um, what oh, else my have we word. got going on here? Holy cow, man. We're doing our very first Mage Talk meetup. Oh, um, which my. I'm excited about. Lanta. Um, we, it's something we've, we've talked about doing, and we just went ahead and threw it together. We just decided uh, to do it. The world is trying to keep us from ha- having this happen. <laughs> the world's trying to keep us yeah. down, but they can't keep us down. Yeah. Um, By the way, do you, do you uh, remember the show or do you remember the movie Empire Records? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Vaguely. So there was. Oh, yeah. It's from the 90s. It was an incredible uh, piece. But uh, uh, it's a choice movie. It's about the day in the life of a record store. Um, and. Uh, it was Rex Manning Day recently. Uh, Rex Manning Day on in in the United States, like April eighth or eighth, something like that. Uh, and but the the catchphrase in the movie Empire Records is "Damn the man." 
right? Okay. So it's, yeah, okay. it's like, that damn the man. Yeah. And that's what I think, yeah. like, when people are trying to keep us down, trying to keep us from having a mage talk meetup, you know what I say? Damn the man. Damn the man. That's what I say. Big damn the man. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rex no, Manning absolutely. Day. Damn the man. That's what I say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I noticed a lot of days, a lot of, lot of, a uh, <laughs> lot of holidays. I noticed there's National, <laughs> national Sibling, sibling day, day, which I didn't know day. was a thing. All of me neither. All of a sudden, everybody's like, you know, like, oh, I can't believe I almost missed out on National Sibling Day. Here's a picture of me and my sister. And I was like, <laughs> nobody knew that it was that this is not a thing. This just somebody just created this like seven hours ago. And, you know, all of a sudden, you, everybody's. I have a theory about this. Okay. I feel like these things don't actually exist, but they're a construct of the matrix that is Facebook to test like their facial recognition. So when we post pictures of our siblings, they can understand the relationships <laughs> in our social networks. That's uh, that's good. That's yeah, good. That's what I, like I think. That. It's it's the matrix. Facebook, We're being tested. That's good. That's good. Um, although to be fair, they probably already have all those relationships, right? They already know you're you're, you're already connected to your sister. They already have the photos. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're connected to your sister. I... They're connected to your mom. Your mom has a lot of relationships. <laughs> That was a your mom uh, joke da- if you didn't catch how it. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, I, I almost killed the last man that, that tried to <laughs> pull a your mama joke on me. Um, but so, fa- I mean, I don't know if we want to, you know what? Let's talk GDPR a tiny bit. Obviously, Facebook is in the news. I don't know how much you want to talk about that. That's a whole can of worms. I'm sure there's Ugh. 30 other podcasts more more qualified than ours to uh, pontificate on that whole, that whole deal. Well, but, I, a lot I, of people making fun of Zucks the way he looks, basically, might <laughs> take away from not having watched it and just seeing some of the stuff in the peripherally. Right. A lot of people making fun of the way he looks. His haircut looked a little crazy. His whole, <laughs> he looks like Spock a little bit. But I, I don't know. So it seems he did a decent job of sort of standing his ground and not saying anything absolutely insane. Right. Um, at the at the hearings. Uh, but. A lot of people super upset, man, about, you know, everything right, right. right now about yeah, the data leakage. Cambridge Analytica whole, thing. That's, yeah. you know, uh, do you know what I think is absolutely insane to me? Um, What's that? So, so this, if you, if you go back, like we would have to rewind a little bit, but if you go back eight, eight or 10 months, let's go back to September of 2017. No, no okay. I don't know. September of 2017, we fi- we got news via the Federal Trade Commission that 143 million Americans, 143 million Americans had their sensitive personal information exposed in a data breach at Equifax, which is the credit reporting agency, uh, right, that one of right. the three main uh, credit reporting agencies in the United States. Right. Everything in your whole financial life re- revolves around Right. This this credit report and this credit score. Like that should be a bigger deal. That's a bigger the, deal than Facebook will deal. ever be. Oh my god. I don't I don't understand. Now I, I, I get the idea about psychographics. I get the idea of influence. I get the idea of, you know, Russian meddling in elections. I get the understanding that, you know, there are there are definite fundamental issues with our privacy, but no one is for has forced people to use Facebook. We've done it of our own free will. No one has put a gun to right. anyone's head and said, you are required from birth to use Facebook. But for whatever reason, in the United States, we're, we're required from birth to have a social security number and a credit score and 143 totally. million people, which is 60 million more than was ever impacted worldwide in the Facebook 
Cambridge Analytica, which by the way, was not a breach. It was a clever use of, of social engineering to get, you know, personality scores and, and, uh, shared, uh, social graph information, um, mm-hmm. and, and scraping. So they were, they went by all the rules, by all of Facebook's, uh, ecosystem rules to get that information. Right. It was a breach of right. trust, but it wasn't a data breach. And we are more concerned and we're having congressional hearings right. and putting on an open show about the, the impact of a social network when, when in reality, we should be way more angry about all the other stuff that's happened up to this point. And, 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 and that's what it's, what, in my opinion, you could tell I'm kind of incensed about it. In my opinion, it's, it's the idea that, uh, Facebook is going to take a bunch of the blame for a lot of the security issues that, you know, Americans are, are facing and, yeah. and it, they're just going to have to stand up and, and, and submit to a bunch of stuff that otherwise yeah. everybody should be under scrutiny, in my opinion. And I mean, yeah, we should have made a bigger I, deal I, about this ages ago. So that's my piece on that. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, it's, I'm surprised you agree because I thought you were, you know, thought you would lean a little further in the other direction, but I, um, I, I mean, that's, it seems like everybody's kind of piling on and just, you know, um, because they're, they're, they're an obvious target. Right. Um, but I totally agree. I mean, the Equifax thing is like an order of magnitude, um, more of a significant issue. Sure. Um, and somehow, you know, I, there's not, you know, kind of a, a, an easy target to go after. I'm not like a gigantic fan of Facebook or anything like that. You know, I don't have a dog in the race, but it does seem, uh, like, and so tying this into GDPR, let me, because I started uh, reading a little bit about it, trying to wrap my head around it a little bit. And um, so my understanding is that it, my understanding is that basically you any third party you interact with has to uh, agree to all of the the GDPR terms. So, for example, just to just look at you know a, a couple simple things as an example, you have to consent to your personal information being shared. You have to be able to ask what information they have, and you have to be asked for it to be deleted. Um, and you have to consent to how it's being used, right? Right. So, and then as a company, and obviously we're not lawyers, we're not giving legal advice, okay? So don't do it. And then, <laughs> and so as you, as a company, you interact with third parties, those third parties have to be agreeing. It's like, it has to be in your contract with them or their contract, whatever, that they're following all those same rules. So let's say that this, this whole thing happened post GDPR and let's assume GDPR applied to everything, you know, uh, in whatever countries or whatever. Um, Facebook would say, well, we can, we, you, you gave us consent to use your information. We told you how we're going to use it. This third party, like you said, was interacting with us, um, uh, according to our terms. And they had, they, they, uh, uh confirmed that they're, um, you know, uh, right. uh, uh abiding by all those practices. So right. what what would at all be different in this scenario post GDPR? Um, like like in, like in other words, the, and the reason I ask that is how how is GDPR? Because some of the stuff I see in GDPR is like, well, you know, you you can't have implicit consent, you know, with, with text that says I'd agree to the terms. You have to have a checkbox. Right. Okay. Great. How is it, how 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 much is the checkbox going to help? Well, um, there are some things I think about GDP that do make sense with GDPR. Like it's nice to be able to say, "Hey, I want to know what information you have on me, right. and I want to be able to request it to be deleted." Right. That's those the. Mo- I think things, that's the most important part here. I right? think those two things are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that totally makes sense. 
Um, but let's let's put it like take a step to the side just a little bit because I I think that this is a stepping stone, right? So if you look at what I'm hearing GDPR said a lot, especially around the Senate, you know, uh, hearings in the Facebook uh, case this week, tying this back mm-hmm. to what we were just talking about. And they've mentioned, you know, European law and they mentioned GDPR. It's come up a bunch. And I think that we're, we are on our way to, you know, regulation of how information is shared in, in, uh, in the U.S. Um, right. And it will likely closely model or, 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 you know, use GDPR as the, as sort of the case study of what we ultimately wind up with. So I think it's a stepping stone to actual control and and emergence of a digital identity management platform. Um, And, and I I saw this really incredible article. um, uh, So I think it was on the Atlantic uh, last week, which said uh, step one television or radio was free and totally ad supported until, you know, Spotify came along. Right. Um, and uh, television was free and totally ad supported until uh, Netflix came along. And right. social media was free and totally ad supported until fill in the blank. And I think that we are mm-hmm. we are mere steps away from social media as a form of entertainment. And yeah. we're mere steps away from moving away from an ad driven model, which will always have problems at the center of it, because at the end of the day, you have to sell things to people. Right. You have to yeah. make, you have to generate revenue in some way. And so I, I really feel like it's an interesting evolution there. And, and so uh, fundamentally something creepy has to happen, you know, in sharing of data and, and not putting the user's best interests at heart um, to, because the advertiser has to have access to an audience based on a certain amount of criteria. Yeah. Right. I so, mean, and, and I, yeah. And I, I think the idea of paying for your social networks is actually w- would be great. Um, it's one of those social dynamics that, you know, who knows if it'll ever happen. Right. Um, I can see it happening in the same way you made the analogy with Netflix and, and Spotify. Um, I can see that happening. I think that would be big because if you're not the customer, you're the product, right? See, I've heard that so, said a lot and, and I, I tend to agree with it. But in the case of Facebook, it's beyond that at this point. It's 2 billion people on the planet are connected through right. Facebook. So it is, it's, it's beyond just product. product. It's like... <laughs> You know, they, they are more influential and more powerful than any government and they should be, you know, subject to scrutiny. The The point that I'm making is we should have held them, you know, we, have, we should have scrutinized a long, 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 long time ago. Um, and I'm surprised that this conversation is only happening now um, when it should have happened seven or eight years ago. Um, but anyway, this is how things go, yeah. right? And I think we're, you know, they are now a monopoly, uh that is that has a right to exist, uh, they, but they're a monopoly of 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 you know private information, uh, oh, yeah. and and what we need, what we actually need, is a a means of controlling access to our own personal data. And Brian Lang has been on about this on Future Commerce for a couple of years now, which is we need a platform that operates like an operating system where all of the information about us is brokered and allowed to be accessed at will. Uh, by our granting permission. Now, whether that's our explicitly granting permission to our data, whether it's healthcare records, whether it's what he would call body data or whether it's, you know, personal, he's all about that that friggin' body data, dude. But you know, when it, what it comes down to is I want to know like a firewall, maybe sometimes I put in a hard rule that says you can always access this because I trust you as an entity or 
I can allow one time access, right? And that doesn't mean you yeah. can come back to the well and get information about me forever. It means I give you yeah. access this one time so you can verify my identity. That's coming. Yeah. That's yeah, what this yeah, is yeah. helping us get to. And it's like, I can, you know, that would just be such a like, imagine if like your government has, has like a slick OAuth interface. <laughs> so like, <laughs> at, like, that's how it should be. You know, like I could imagine how that would be built. It's not yep, that complicated. We all have barcodes tattooed on our um, foreheads. <laughs> Bring it, baby. Mark of the well, beast. It's what I'm talking you about. I don't know if you've seen every once in a while, I'll see some random YouTube video of like one of the, one of the newer, like, like rappers or pop artists. Everybody has face tattoos. It's like a thing. All the, the younger <laughs> gym, they all have, it's coming, dude. Everybody has face tattoos. I don't have a face tattoo. What does I that don't say have about? one, but we're, we're <laughs> old, we're the old guard. All the young kids have face tattoos. <laughs> um, but anyway, but anyway, so <laughs> there should definitely, there should definitely be that kind of, you know, that kind of a central repository, you know, where, where you can, um, you know, store, see who, has, the idea of being able to see who has access to what and request to be deleted is, is great. Um, I will say that I've started to see, um, you know, some people that are kind of in the small business bootstrapper, um, kind of world that I'm in some people in, in that, um, network. Um, I saw some people talking about how, you know, it, the GDPR is already starting to affect them. This one person with, you know, like a, like a solo bootstrap business, um, has a customer that, you know, told them that if he's not compliant within two weeks, they're going to cancel. Right. And, um, so uh, things like that, and you know, and then like the irony of the fact that one of the requirements of GDPR is that your terms have to be in plain language, whereas GDPR itself is like 200 pages long or something like that. Right. Um, and, and of legalese and stuff like that. So it, it does put a burden on, you know, it does put a certain burden. I, like I said, the, the basics, um, I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm all about. Um, but you know, having to, having to deal with all this overhead and compliance or regulation could be, could be tricky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in agreement. Um, but Magento's stance, let's come back to Magento for a second. Magento, I think we announced in one or two episodes ago that they put out a, a pretty comprehensive FAQ on where Magento stands on how Magento as a platform is responding to GDPR. Yeah. And it's pretty weak. Like, just <laughs> okay. not not to be critical, but there is nothing in the platform right now that assists with the more onerous, you know, requirements of GDPR. So if I want to get all of the, if I want to provide uh, an information download to a customer who is requesting what kind of information I have about the customer and all of the third parties that have access to that information about the customer. There's nothing in the platform that provides that. What they've given me is sort of a system architecture overview if I wanted to export that. Now imagine trying to service that request for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Right? That's just not going to, that's not, that's not, it's untenable in the short term. Doesn't seem too complicated to build some code. I'm sure Peter Yap will get that sucker built within a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm not saying that um, a community module doesn't exist. That's a first class function of a an international e commerce platform. That should be. Well, that you, should, it be, should be. Of course, it should be right. But to yeah. say that, I mean, but but and I get where Magento is coming from on this. Check right? out pay, payment processing should be a first class feature too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, it's it's just kind of you know if you're going to do business in in the EU 
after May 25th, 2018, that kind of should be par, par for the course, right? Like that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, but no, so you can sub, like yeah. you can explain it away and say, well, you have 30 days to comply with a request. You can, you know, manually delete information and yada, yada, yada. That's fine. That doesn't that might play in the short term. That's not going to play in the long term. And yeah, I, I mean, think we all know Magenta will come into folk like it'll 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 be there. Yeah. Right. But it, it's not going to be there on May 25th. I'll tell you that. It'll now. be there if creativity builds it. That's that's 100 percent for sure. He'll they'll just he'll tweet it out on May 25th. Um, and then oh, by the way, can I, can I, can I do a little rumor mill stuff? Are we, are we done with this? Yeah. yeah oh, no. sorry. Well, there sorry. was one other, there was one other little bit that I had there that okay. I, I'm trying yeah, to yeah, understand, yeah. which is around deletion. So, um, let's say like, so somebody can request their stuff to be deleted, but what if you need a record? Like, like, let's say, you know, you've got order records and shipping records and, um, you know, I don't know if you need your shipping records for some reason i'm sure i can imagine you do but you know like for example if i needed for for commerce here for example i need records of payments that have been made Mm -hmm. to contractors right so what if one of the contractors says hey delete all my information including all the records of payments is that are they are they allowed to request that uh i don't know i'm not a lawyer you you should talk to your lawyer Anyway, so these are just some of the things I'm starting to think through, um, but that's it. We can we can stop kicking this dead horse and we can move on to the rumor mill because that's Let, much more exciting. Let's just all accept that this is a thing that you know is going to be uh, a few people are probably going to make a lot of money being really adept and knowledgeable at you know delivering compliance solutions and you know I um, or or being able to give advice, sound advice around this. We've made a pretty good business out of you know doing compliance. I gave a talk last year in 2017 of, you know, how something digital applies, uh, compliance, ADA, COPPA, you know, PCI, Sarbanes-Oxley, HIPAA. Um, right. so, you know, this is just one more thing that people are going to have to become good at. And, and this is why I say e-commerce is the hardest thing that you could ever do. Like e-commerce is the intersection of all of the hard things that we do in programming and in, you know, in commerce, uh, it's a great place. It's a great time to, what a time to be alive. Can't what wait. a time to be alive. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo, a 360 degree customer support Magento hosting company. 360 degree customer support means every facet of your store is under support when you're at Mage Mojo. That's everything from the performance of your store to code level support in the Magento core, and even patches will be applied by MageMojo on your behalf without your having to worry about a single thing. They have the fastest SLA in the entire Magento hosting realm, and they'll even give you money to switch back to your old host if you don't like them. I want you to try them out today at magemojo.com. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O.com slash Mage Talk for a special offer. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex is a Magento premier partner, providing cloud and on-premise solutions that can be tailored to specific industries for every major line of tax, including sales and use, income, value added, and payroll. Vertex Cloud is the SaaS solution that automates sales and use tax, including calculation and returns. With multiple service levels and flexible pricing models, Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes, from recognizable brands like Honda, Pepsi, and Verizon to small businesses the world over. 
Find out more today at vertexsmb.com and be sure to mention Mage Talk to get 15 months for the price of 12. Once again, that's vertexsmb.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Have you ever had trouble finding a Magento developer, whether hiring in-house, looking for a freelancer, or trying to find an agency? We're solving exactly that problem by building a database of developers and agencies with rich profiles, including tags to indicate their specialties, projects they've worked on, endorsements from other developers, and ratings on work that's been completed. If you're interested in that, sign up for free at commercehero.io. Um, so, transitioning to the rumor mill. That's our rumor mill jingle. I, I don't know if this is totally true. Uh, that's why I say it's rumor mill. Uh, but I've heard this now on two occasions that, um, and I, I was reminded of it because of creativity. Uh, so, creativity is credited, and rightfully so, as being the ones who, uh, who introduced the one, the instant purchase. They don't call it one touch or one click or one swipe or any of that. It's now called instant purchase feature in Magento. And the instant purchase feature in Magento leverages, you know, Braintree's, uh, uh, you know, tokenization that's built in Magento 2.2, And so you can instant purchase if you have a credit card saved on file and you're a registered customer in Magento, you can buy any product from any product detail page with one touch, which is great. Um, Creativity built that, submitted, you know, historically, uh, submitted that functionality via community engineering with a pull request into Magento's open source uh, team. Right. Right. We interviewed Josh right. Warren. It was this great thing. And and they did that. They released the code and submitted it on the day that the Amazon patent expired on one exactly. click, which is right. killer. Okay. That's the backstory. Right. So um, here's, here's the story that I've heard now twice from two other people who are not connected um, to any of this, which is that two other partners, uh, two other Magento partners in the ecosystem also submitted the same functionality around the same time. Really? And so, you know, while Creativity's code may have, um, you know, may have uh, gotten the attention, let's assume that's true for a minute, because uh, I don't know that to be true. Uh, because again, I think the Magento write-up was specifically about creativity. I think creativity put a, a really good, um, had a, did a really good job of, of sort of putting the press out around what they did. And that's why I was like instantly cynical about it, that it seemed like something Magento would have been involved in, um, ahead of time. But actually it turns out like from a legal perspective, if they had, that would have been like work for hire and they would have been subject to violating the patent before it expired. And so anyway, there's this whole other story, but it sounds like creativity wasn't the only one. And it reminded me of like, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. If that's true, like this, this, this uh, notion of uh, there's, there's this notion of uh, simultaneous inspiration, right? Right. right, Where, where multiple people are simultaneously inspired and they're not inspired by each other. Like they, they are, they all have inspiration at the same time and it just kind of hits. Um, yeah. Like there's certain inventions and things in physics and stuff like that, that, that got in, you know, invented at virtually the same time in different parts of the world and stuff like that. Precisely. Uh, or right. uh, a very recent one is the, remember the Intel uh, security issue 
um, what was that called? The Intel, uh, Intel platform. People are screaming at the radio right now. Intel oh, security the, the, flaw. The, the, um, meltdown? Meltdown. Yeah. So Meltdown yeah. Inspector. So those those two security flaws, Meltdown Inspector, there's this incredible oh, yeah, were, there's this incredible yeah. write-up uh that I that I read uh, I think on the Verge about four different security teams that all simultaneously found and reported the indis- uh, like responsibly disclosed that to Intel at the exact oh, wow. same time. Contemporaneous wow. four teams, wow. four security teams contemporaneously submitting the same security flaw completely unrelated to each other. I think that that's fascinating. Um, it, it is. I mean, and on the one hand, it, it's sort of like it's not that um, strange in the sense that, you know, if you've got, you know, 10,000 professional security experts, you know, trying to find flaws, you know, like uh, independently, like there's going to be some overlap. But then on the other hand, it's still just like, yeah, before crazy. all at the same time, it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something yeah. of that, of that, like it's so, it like that, that, that might change. I don't know. It's just an incredible thing because it's yeah, meltdown inspector are are insane. Uh, they're insane problems and and difficult engineering and architecture problems to now solve, cause yeah. issues for all kinds of people, including Mage Mojo, who's our mm-hmm. sponsor, right? Like the mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, we'll have Eric on the show I think pretty soon, right? And he's yeah, he's going to talk about he... how that actually impacted their business, you know? Yeah, I think I think he was saying that like just to give a quick preview, like that um, they started to see strange performance issues in AWS around November, December, and then they moved on in the file system and they moved over to another file system and then moved back a few months later and found out that performance issues were caused by like a meltdown patch that was not disclosed to anybody because it had to be totally secret. Yep. I could be botching the details there, but it's some it's something like that where it's just a lot of moving parts and things that couldn't be disclosed. And people under gag orders. So it's like, imagine you're trying to troubleshoot something and it's just doing crazy stuff with the file write locks <laughs> and things like that. And, then, you know, it turns out that it's this thing that, you know, they knew what they were doing, but they, they just couldn't disclose it. Like, yeah, stealth yeah, patching, so. stealth patching issues like of that magnitude that cause 20 and 30 percent uh, performance uh, reduction in your, you know, deployed infrastructure. That sounds like kind of a big problem. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, um, that's so crazy, dude. Um, you know wow. what I, I think, uh, just actually realized, we talked about the Mage Talk Meetup. I don't think we gave the date and the time, though. No, we didn't. Go for it. So let me let me do that now before I forget. Tuesday at 3 p.m., um, we, I think we have a location. We have a sign-up form. So so sign up at the sign-up form. Put your email and cell number. We'll, we'll hit you with text with the location and then also with a reminder. I think we're going for the, the B bar. What's it called? The B bar, B bar, B bar, the B bar. So that'll have room for every, everybody. And, uh, so yeah, you can, you can, you can sign up there. Should be fun. Uh, it's oh, only, it's only note. about a 45 minute walk from, uh, from the, the venue. Uh, cause everything in the wind is oh, 45 yeah. minutes from each other. Um, yeah, good lord. No, I'm just one kidding. Note, one <laughs> quick note: it was it was it was tough to to find a time, so there is some overlap with some things. Ricardo Tempesta is giving a talk on uh, security stuff for M2 mm. from two thirty to three fifteen. So if you're at all interested, we want to encourage you to attend that. And then at three fifteen, run over. We'll still be there. You can hang out. But you know, we felt bad. We we're not. You know, we weren't trying to 
to uh, pull people away from that. Uh, but there's only 15 minutes of overlap with that. Yeah. So the, the tough thing sure is, to, is that there's, that there's like six simultaneous sessions happening in Imagine this year. Right. Literally everything is overlapping everything all at the same time. So there's, <sighs> there's, there's just, no yeah, my, and my schedule is crazy. I have so many competing priorities this year. It's really, really tough. And somehow it seems like it's less hectic than when we podcasted for like 16 hours a day last year. So um, <laughs> right. somehow nice. I feel like less stressed out about it. But yeah, this was really kind of the only time where I could make it work. Um, and so sorry if it's trampling on something else. And we totally understand. I'm sure you'll see us in some place uh, outside of that event. But, you know, to plan it and make sure that we're there for that, you know, it, we just kind of had to make a choice. So yeah. Um, but we, we, we super, I love Ricardo. He, he actually, he presented back in January or February on Nomad Mage. He gave a great security talk. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up with him too, but you should definitely check out his session. Uh, if you, if you care out. about security and you should. Um, um, so, so what, uh, what, like, what does your schedule look like? Like you got to do, like, what all are you, what all, like, what is it, what is the life of a, of an MC like at Imagine? Like, you got to do a bunch of videos and, and, uh, yeah. you got to, you know, what is it, what's, what's it looking like? So this is incredible. Um, so there's a couple things. So yeah, we're going to be, I'm going to be on site, uh, three days before the event and a week before the event doing on site rehearsals. We also oh, wow. have table reads. So we actually sit down like you would in, you know, in, in a play or in a movie and we sit down and we all read through. So there's many, many, many rehearsals. Um, my call oh, times wow. are two and three hours before, you know, curtains at any, at any one show. Um, and we're doing multiple rehearsals in, in each day. Um, so, you know, there really are, it is an incredible amount of coordination, that goes into, uh, there is an incredible amount of coordination that goes into planning, imagine and executing it from a, um, you know, from a, uh, an actual events and programming perspective. So yeah. it's, and, and this year there's an actually an extra day. Um, so there's a fourth session, uh, which there really hasn't been in years past. So there's, there's technically a Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, that's four sessions. Um, right. You know, in the past it hasn't really kicked off on, on Monday night. So, uh, it's, a, it's like a whole extra day of, of additional content and effort. And that's going to be, you know, that, that adds Intense. to, that adds Intense. to the amount of stuff. And there's a lot to do, right? Like, you know, when, when you think about it, there's, there's a whole lot to talk about. There's like 15 or 20 different speakers. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, hats off, man. You know, it's easy to be critical of, <laughs> of things and, uh, it's easy to be critical about, you know, missed cues or weird videos that play at weird times. But if that's all that went wrong and like stuff didn't fall from the rafters and catch on fire, like it's a pretty good event. <laughs> as far as totally. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me how much work goes into planning an event. You know, it's just, um, speaking I mean, of which you're wanting to plan one yourself in a foreign country, which you're like out of your bloody mind. Oh my gosh. Mage Titans, Costa Rica. Holy <laughs> so cow. You say it like I, it's a thing, but it's not, I it's it, just something you made it. up. Like <laughs> I say it's, it's something that's the product of like four late night tweets, but I say it like it's an actual thing. We got John Woodall retweeting it. We got Ben Marks. retweeting Oh my it. word. It's, it's like a semi actual thing, but you know, I was just thinking like, man, like, 
why can't we just go somewhere freaking amazing for a Magento thing, right? Right. Like instead of Vegas and, you know, obviously there's super cool venues for events. But Costa Rica seems like it would just be absolutely amazing. And uh, I may have been doing a little bit of research around (laughs) how one goes about retiring in Costa Rica. Every once in a while, I just have random ideas and I start YouTubing things. Um, So anyway, man, there's some beautiful Airbnbs there. You know, (laughs) how cool would it be if we just had like 10, 15 people in an Airbnb and uh, just, just, just laid out on the beach and did Magento. Wow. See, was, all uh, the only thing I can think of is you get 15 or 20 people into Costa Rica all for your event and then things go horribly awry and you either die or get sued to death. That's the only thing, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. Oh my word. That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be ideal. That and would then not I be. Ta- yeah. And then I was talking to you about it. You're like, "Yeah, that sounds really cool. That sounds really cool." Or what if we did it in Florida? And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." You're like, "That's less fun." <laughs> You're like, I see where uh, your head's at. I see where your head's at. That sounds really not fun. <laughs> oh, uh, so stay tuned. You know, we, you never know. We may announce it very last minute, just like we did this Mage Talk meetup, and it may happen. You, you never know. Uh, one never does know when it's with us. Um, one, one, one does not ever know. In fact, I'm the one who does not ever know what's happening. You're the one that, specifically, you're the one that does never know. I specifically... Speaking of never knowing, um, saw, saw an interesting tweet by uh, one uh, Robbie Williams, who who is with Hydro Flask, uh, which is a Magento, a, a merchant on Magento, and tweeted out that um, Shopify, basically somebody's standing up Shopify sites, and apparently other 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 um, other providers other than than Shopify, but they're basically standing up a fake version of their store, so it's like hydro dash flask dash dash store.com and people are just standing up these stores and just totally like like fake like defrauding people stealing credit cards um i don't don't know what i don't know if they're stealing credit cards but he said that whoever whoever is leading the charge is determined leading uh, the charge what did he say i could have sworn he said oh he said they're stealing credit card information so I don't actually, I don't know how that's possible exactly because I'm assuming Shopify doesn't expose credit cards. Um, but, um, how, scraping, doing, maybe scraping, maybe they're scraping. Uh, is it, it's gotta be possible to scrape Shopify. Well, you can't put inject. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is crazy. Anyways, this is crazy. Obviously bad actors and bad business going on here. It doesn't look like Shopify took down the site. It's been several days now. Not to take a shot at Shopify because I would never. You would do never that. do that. I would, you would never, never do that. You would never. I would never. I would never kick them while they were down with this security issue like this. But uh, you, you know, we just we we need to make the people aware of what's what's going on here. So I thought it was an interesting. I thought it was. An but how how does something uh, like this escape shareholders? Like, because I've not heard anything about this, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems. I mean, you know, it seems kind of like an issue. It seems like you would immediately take a site down if they were using a brand that they clearly didn't own and you it had to own se- it. It seems thing. like you would. It sounds it like, like a you thing you might want to do. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 
Mm. I don't know. Hey, Shopify guys, we know you listen to the podcast because you like to use it for ammunition against Magento, as we've heard. So, hey, so all <laughs> we want to say is you, you might want to join. I don't know why I'm so feisty this week, Phil. I'm you are so feisty, every- dude. It's I'm crazy. Picking- it's really bad. I'm picking fights with everybody. I think, um, I don't know. What can I, I do to help to you, Kalen? I feel like I need, I, what can I? Uh, <laughs> help what, me out, man. Help what can I, out. can I, is there, can, I, do you, like, do I you want, I do you need a vacation? vacation? You need a I vacation. Think that's, I think that's why I was looking at the Costa Rica thing, man. I think I need a vacation. You know, you don't have to plan like a Magento event to go on vacation, right? You I can know, just go. I, I know. I right? know. That's technically, that's true. I, I didn't, I don't have, doesn't have to be a Magento thing. I could just go and hang out. Um, which is probably what I should do because I'm sure uh, your wife would really appreciate going on a vacation, you know, she might, but you know, we haven't, we have, you know, four month old. So, you know, nothing, is yeah. nothing at all. Is oh my word, dude. Right I now. know all so, about that. Holy yeah. cow. You yeah. know what? It's funny is, um, and, and you, you might appreciate this. Uh, if you, if you don't have children, just skip ahead, you know, one minute. Um, but, uh, we went to Disney. Um, I took my kids to Walt Disney world over the weekend uh, we live in Florida, so we go quite often, but this is the first time my kids are six and seven years old. This is the first time where it's actually been enjoyable. And it was oh, actually, man. it was the, the first time where I felt like I really connected with them and that they understood what was going on and that they had a good time and we made memories instead of it being like, you know, kind of yeah, frustrating so cool. and them being, and I'm telling you, man, six or seven years of that, it's like, that is a slog, you know, when you have a four month old, you've got six years in front of you before you kind of get to the good stuff. Like, God bless you. <laughs> it, is, it, it is a slog. It is a slog. Uh, um, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those moments are beautiful in their own way, but we're looking forward to getting uh, out of uh, baby mode. Right. And uh, uh, taking some, some actions uh, in the coming week to, uh, <laughs> ensure that we stay out of baby mode. And, um, uh, Kalen just referenced a vasectomy on our podcast. I just oh, want you to know that. Lord. Yeah, you had to say it. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, we're getting to that stage in life where, you know, you text a buddy and you're like, hey man, what's going on? How, you you want to hang out on the weekend? And then they're like, oh no, can't man. Just had, you know, just, just, just had the boy snip. So I, I'm, I'm out of commission this weekend. <laughs> That's the stage of life we're in. This so, is literally like, seriously, this is absolutely my favorite episode that we've ever done. Hardcore TMI. Yeah. Um, yeah. My I'm idiom, looking, my idiam curves to the left. That's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm looking for a segue so hard right now. I don't know. I don't know what to do. With yeah. um, uh, I, I mean, we're, we're almost right at time. I do want to mention a couple really, really cool things. Um, we had a mage talk meet up a few weeks ago speaking of meetups uh and actually it was two weeks ago yeah south florida magento meetup uh imagination media uh came out in full force and we had some uh interesting uh hey ali's speaking at imagine this year oh that session no way shout out ali oh that's baller man they're growing up uh so fast i'm really proud of those uh guys but uh they're really 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 cool and they're helping us uh, so much with the meetup too um turning people out but he uh, actually ali had one of his clients actually sat on a, p- a panel for us so we did a, a merchant panel uh with three folks we had uh helena hines who's director of e-commerce at sodansa which is a uh like a, a dancewear brand uh based here in uh well they originated out of brazil and uh, have offices here in miami or in fort mm-hmm. lauderdale area um josh prager from uh laundry owners warehouse it's a b2b store where they sell like parts for washing machines, kind of 
cool uh, local brand. They're on Magenta One community. Nice. And um, and Emily Pepperman, friend of the podcast, a uh, longtime uh, member uh, and co-organizer of the Magenta South Florida meetup. And so- Dive uh, Gear, right? Dive, Dive Gear, Gear Express. Gear. That's right. Dive Gear Express. Also, um, I think a Mage Mail uh, customer. Absolutely. Yeah. So the three, the three of them sat on a panel. I interviewed them. We didn't do a podcast or anything like that, but uh, it was just for our our little South Florida Magento family. And some really cool stuff came out of that. What I realized was, you know, Dive Gear Express. They have, you know, they're like early adopters of everything. Um, right. And they're, you know, they were one of the first on Magento Two. Um, like within right. two months of Magento Two coming out, they were on Magento Two. Yeah, I remember they were asking me about MageMail Magento 2 compatibility really early on. And I was yeah. like, not quite ready yet. <laughs> but they were, yeah, yeah, they were very, very ahead of the, ahead of the curve. And, and shout out, by the way, to the MageMail team, because I think they've landed MageMail 2 uh, or Magento 2 support. MageMail V3 landed this past week or two. Uh, or yeah, I saw an yeah. announcement around that too. Uh, but that's a, that's yeah, a whole separate bunny trail. Big new version and a uh, big, big press release around yeah. it. M2 support, some, some new cool new features and whatnot. Yeah. So. Congrats to those guys. Um, but, but what I saw here on this panel and it reminded me of like why our community is so cool is that we had dive gear. Who's early adopter been on Magento two for a long time. We've got uh laundry owner warehouse, which is a local company. They're on Magento one, um, and, uh, they've got a long road before they ever get to Magento two. They got to build that business up. And we've got Sodansa who will be on Magento two in the next few months. Imagination media is building the site for them right now, but they don't even do B2C yet. They are historically a wholesale business. And you've got, so you've got the longtime Magento, you know, trying to build a business on Magento and not quite yet on Magento. And we had three different perspectives of what Magento means to them. And oh, it was really just cool. incredible. Like, the fact that these people all live within 25 miles of me, it's just like, we have such an incredible community here and it just kind of reminded me Magento is everywhere and Magento that's is great, man. Yeah. It's even here, even in Florida. Um, even in Florida. That's, um, no, and did you say that wasn't recorded at all? No, it's not recorded. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, we could probably recreate that at some point with this those, those three really cats, but, but we, you know, I think one of the things that I'm trying to do is have that kind of conversation on a recurring basis where, yeah. you know, it doesn't always have to be about content production, but I want to have those kinds of conversations where uh, there's a reason to come out and engage in in the meetup. And there's a reason to come out yeah. and, and take part in, you know, what we're doing there. Um, so we yeah. got another meetup coming, I think, May 31st. Um, and that'll be right. really, really cool. Uh, we're going to have some, we're going to talk PWAs, talk Magento 2.3. We're going to bring, uh, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we got some people from the Magento PWA team that can come. Um, and actually present on PWAs and PWA studio down here in South Florida. So, but that'd be nice. really cool. Yeah. I remember seeing, I saw like a, like a photo of one of the, one of the nights at the South Florida meetup and I was surprised it was packed. Yeah. I was, I was surprised. What do you get? Like 40, 50 people out there? Oh no. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, we had about 42 at this last meetup, but, uh, the one you probably saw was October, November last year where we had 90 mm -hmm. Uh, show up and that was, was yeah we had um it was incredible actually we had this uh a great turnout for uh a it was a i think it was michael sonier from uh, magento's uh product team uh, who came down and talked about like you know the uberification of commerce um, mm. it was very merchant centric and it was very sort of uh timely about how you know people are how big historical wholesale and consumer Package goods brands are are actually making a foray into e-commerce and changing everything.
really cool. Um, actually, I'm not sure if I ever mentioned the, the talks about the Austin uh, meetup. No. Um, that Dude. was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I never did a, a, a good recap on that, but, um, that was fun. It was a couple months ago, maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, t- they had the, 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 uh, PWA guys out there in full effect. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. I'm not prepared to actually give a good summary of it, but I just <laughs> remembered that I didn't ever <laughs> No, but it's, I will say it's cool to be, you know, here in Austin where there's a, there's a, uh, you know, a pretty solid group at the, at the meetup. Of course the LA group had a solid meetup too, but it was like, you know, a 17 hour drive to get from one side of LA to the next. Um, so it's, it's, you cool always, you've in. always exaggerated LA traffic. I mean, LA I, traffic doesn't actually need any exaggeration, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, hour and a half, come on. Hour and that's a half. fine. Hour and a half. That's um, a lot. But so anyway, it's neat to be, I, I just love Austin so much on so many levels, man. I'm like, dude, that's cool. I'm so happy. Yeah. Aside from being angry and picking fights with everybody this week, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm actually <laughs> su- surprisingly very happy. Um, so, well, I, that, that might be about it. We're so yeah. close to May. We're about, are about 10 days out. God. I want to say 10 calendar days out. Very, uh, you mentioned you got to be out there a week ahead of time. So you must be heading out there. Yeah. I'm heading like out Sunday. Yeah, I head out okay. Sunday. I'll be out there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Then I come back for a couple of days, come back out on Friday. Um, nice. Yeah, sweet fun, Lord. Fun times. It's yeah. almost here. It's almost here, you guys. It's almost upon us. Um, so, well, I, I guess that's about all we have. That's all we have on the, on the docket here. <laughs> that's today. pretty much it. Was that not enough? I think that's, that was enough. That that's the, uh, the Russell Crowe, you know, and Gladiator. Is no one else. <laughs> the best um, Russell Crowe I could manage. That was, yeah, that that was. It maybe was terrible. It was pretty bad. Maybe a C plus Russell Crowe. Um, but uh, well, hey, thanks for thanks for listening in. Uh, we, if you're listening to this, and you're going to imagine, we are looking forward to meeting you at the Mage Talk meetup. Uh, no, for real, I think it'll be really fun to just. I mean, we've met probably all you guys already before, but yeah. I'm sure there's a few people we haven't, and uh, that that I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. So. Look forward to meeting you. Um, and uh, yeah, hope you have a great week. And uh, we will we will see you very soon. Remember to give us a five star on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. Um, anybody that shows up to the meetup without proof of having posted a five star will be promptly rejected. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's a rule. That's, that's for sure. That's one. actually happening. That's for sure. What's 100? So um, that's it. So... That's it. That's all we got. That's it. We're done. That's all we got. Have a good one.